next episode of Vinyl Stallions. Vinyl Stallions. <laughs> we have a great guest today. We have Sam Russ, Cleveland Zone. How's it going? Hey, oh, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I was born in Willoughby, and which is not very far from downtown Cleveland. No, probably like 20 minutes yeah. east of Cleveland. East Sider. East Sider, yes. But then I moved to the West Side, so now I, I call myself a West Sider. Um, but then I... When I went to college, I went to Valparaiso, which is in Indiana in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> nice. I've heard of that. They got okay. the basketball team. Yeah, they got the basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I went there for a year and a half. It was good. I met a lot of really cool people, and then I transferred to Cleveland State, and then I dropped out because I was like, this isn't it. Yay. <laughs> um, and I was dating a, a an artist man at the time. So we were making music together. And so, you know, if you're in a relationship and, and you make music together, it's just like really. That's, that's connection. Really intimate. <laughs> and it was really kind of highs and lows. Uh, very, um, you know, very deep, very romantic. So then I was like, let's drop out. Let's move to Costa Rica and make music and like live that lifestyle and live that Dang. dream. I uh, was not about it. So I, I, I dropped out. Did you go to Costa Rica? Yeah. So I dropped out. Um, and then a week later, I went to Mexico for a few weeks. Uh, and then I came back and then I went to New York and then I came back and I was working as a barista in Tremont. Um, Beviamo, a little vegan spot that's now no longer there. Yeah. I loved it though. It was really great. Um, met a lot of cool people. I worked at Town Hall for six days. Six days. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got that full week. Oh <laughs> um, no, I was there like so yeah, it was probably like three weeks, but like collectively like you know, six to ten days. Yeah. Um, but Bobby George yelled at me once and I was just like fuck this like i'm not gonna get it seems thing. to be a pretty split uh thing with the town hall uh opinions here in cleveland but yeah uh but you made it you well six days <laughs> he's doing really good i mean he's obviously like really great at curating restaurant vibes and i props to that he's a businessman he's really successful but i personally just didn't like being yelled at in the middle of the floor in front of a bunch of people in your first week you know, like first trying week. to get a grasp on like what the yeah. hell's happening so then I was yeah like, he's no chef ramsey no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i um yeah so i was there and then they i was like i'm quitting and she the manager was like no you need to put your two weeks in and i was like i've been here four shifts yeah. this is ridiculous <laughs> so then i worked like i think three more shifts or something after that um so yeah, and then I went to Thailand, and then I went to Costa Rica. Nice. So I did make it to Costa Rica. How long were you in Thailand for? I was in Thailand for a month. Very nice. Um, and then the first time I really got in the studio and realized that I wanted to make music in a studio setting, um, and I had been learning ukulele this whole time. I so yeah, I I uh, played piano, you know, traditionally, formally from nine to. 12 and then i got okay. i got more into like the athletic side of things and i was doing soccer basketball and track and i just like couldn't keep up with like doing the solitary piano playing when you're yeah like, nobody <laughs> like, wants to do that as a 12 year old and also you like yeah you got to go where the piano is you can't like take it on about when you have the child yeah. you're like get yeah. me out of the house <laughs> yeah and my bro i would practice and he'd be like Sam, can you shut the fuck up? That's so annoying. Because <laughs> Mary had a little lamb can only be played so many times. Yeah, and you know, you're playing wrong notes. Like, it doesn't sound like super amazing, like until you get it right. And then it's like, okay, nobody wants to hear the same song over and over again, unless you're the, you know, practitioner. And then you understand that you've come so far. Yeah. And the house is like, please shut up. <laughs> um, and so then, yeah. And so then I was also learning ukulele because when I was in Valparaiso, one of my roommates, she played 27 instruments and that was just super she's like one of those savant people that was really it just comes naturally <laughs> just like yeah everything and just everything. music boom like it's all any instrument anything she could do it she could pick it up and it was really inspiring and so i was like well shit if i she can do 27 of these i can learn one and i'm gonna pick yeah. ukulele because ukulele is like one of the easiest string instruments to learn yeah, but it's unique though like unique. yeah it definitely just gives that unique tone that like I don't know. And it does, and you don't see yeah. it too often around here, like as well. Yeah. And I wanted to travel and it's like traveling with a guitar is just not as easy. Where like one third, not like one fourth, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ukulele is just like so quick. You pick it up. It's a carry on. Like you, you're on your way. It's a personal item, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to pay that extra. <laughs> yeah. 
just pack all your wear all your fucking clothes on your body and then have your ukulele. And you're there. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Um. So yeah. So then, w- right after I got back from Thailand after um, dropping out of college, I my my brother was his best friends with Kareem Hunt, who's the yeah. running back of the Cleveland Browns, and they go to um. I, don't, I think he'd be fine with me saying this, but they go to the studio and they, they make music. So they have a ton of music. I, damn. I don't yeah. know. Man. I did not know that. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> yeah. Um, because when, because music costs money and you know, I mean, if you have a lot of money, you can go to the studio and you can make a lot of music because they <laughs> yeah. just play a beat off of anything. And then you just, you're up in the studio in the booth just ripping out heaters ripping out bars and so <laughs> screw anyone that says money can't make you happy all i want to do is make money so i could build a studio <laughs> like this like that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's the only happiness i want right now yeah it's so great and then you hang out everybody's there you know you're there for like four or five hours because money doesn't matter and yeah. you know like but you know four or five hours a regular person that's like you know a hundred dollars an hour you're like thinking what the hell you're like i have two takes and then i'm moving on to the next thing or else it's another 50 bucks an hour yes you're like i have you have it written out and so um it was cool my brother invited me and in between my travels of thailand and heading to costa rica he's like yo sam uh come up to the studio we're we're just here bullshitting you know laying down bars um and I, he knows i write, wrote music so. yeah and so does your brother like write music obviously then yeah my brother doesn't write but he was also he was definitely spitting bars with like cream and the whole squad of people that were there and yeah. would show up and be like let me get in the booth and so they have a ton of songs and there's a ton of people all over these songs and um so yeah i was in the right. studio and i went in and i like at this moment in my life i had really been freestyling on beats like a lot um and so i was prepared so i went into the studio the the producer the sound engineer kalam he played a beat and i um and i went in there and i just freestyled the whole thing the whole like three and a half minutes um and it was sick it came out really cool and i just like felt this like this vibe of like oh my god that was like such a cool feeling yeah yeah so so are so is that song out so yes so during this time i was under a different alias okay um because i you know as an artist you go through these like is it my real name i should use should i use another person's name should i come up with something really creative like you know, not even a real name, but sort of just like a word. Um, so during this time, I, yeah, during this time, I was uh, an alter ego. Um, her name was Nova. And I, in the, yeah, in the, um, in the song, I say, I shine bright like a star, they call me Nova. Um, and there's just a lot of synchronicities that went around this song, but uh, T minus like eight days after that studio session, I land in Costa Rica and I meet a doctor and his name is dr star <laughs> so then I was, like, <laughs> I was like my name is going to be nova star so it, it's under nova star the song is called coconut pineapple um and then passenger seat is the one with my brother and cream hunt on it um and that's a good vibe and then they play it whenever they're traveling together they're, they're, nova star nova star we're gonna find it we're yeah. gonna post it is <laughs> on spotify yeah, it's called it's Nova Star, and then the album is called Novation. So, okay, so full <laughs> studio album, full studio album, full beats that are not mine at all. I just went into the studio and just some of them were freestyles, and some of them were you know written. Um, but I had just like this inspiration to just go in the studio and just make an album and put it out there, and so it's underneath Nova Star. And so when was this? Right on. This was a 2019. Okay, so 2019. Then you go to Costa Rica. So then I go to Costa Rica. And how long are you there for? I'm there for two months. Okay. Um, and I was living with the doctor and his family up in the mountains. Okay. Was that a crazy experience? <laughs> like, I, yeah. Like I couldn't even imagine like living there, like let alone being there for like a week. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was awesome. Um, so I had 2K in my bank account and my goal was just to make it work. Yeah, no, no. I dropped out of college. I had nothing else better. I was like, I'll be the next Bill Gates somehow while I'm being a hippie around the world. <laughs> like all I really wanted to do was surf and speak Spanish because that's what I was studying in school was international business and Spanish. Okay. Um, and so I knew I loved language and I knew I wanted to be somewhere where I could use that, which is kind of 
I dropped out of college for a lot of different reasons, but something that really was irking me and pulling on my heart was the fact that I was in these four walls learning Spanish from an English speaking professor. Like yeah, it just yeah. was like, you know, it just didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel real. So I was like, I want to go to a country where I am speaking it and being forced to learn the language and, and actually communicate. Um, so then I went to Costa Rica with just purely the intentions to surf as much as possible and speak Spanish as much as possible. Um, and I met the doctor because I had landed and my shuttle bus was supposed to pick me up. I was a volunteer for a yoga music festival called Envision, which is super dope. It's in the jungle. It's right by the ocean. And was and and that's in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. It's in Dominical, so it's about four and a half hours from San Jose. So you have to get a shuttle yeah. bus. And I was staying at a hostel at the time, so I got a shuttle bus. I booked a shuttle bus online, like in advance. This was me being a good, responsible hippie. <laughs> Most hippies wouldn't have thought of it. No, they're sticking the thumb out. They're not even yes. thinking ahead. It's just about getting there. <laughs> yes, and hitchhiking is really big in Costa. Um, anyway, so I get there, I'm looking around and once it, when you're at a foreign airport, they don't think you speak the language. Yeah. So they're like screaming at you and like, <laughs> come with me, like here, it's this much money, you know, just trying to get you to like come with them. Anyway, this American guy goes, are you looking for something? I go, yeah, I'm looking for monkey rides. I booked the shuttle bus online. I prepaid and everything. They said they would be here waiting for me. He goes, oh, that's crazy. I happen to know the owner of that company which is like four and a half hours away yeah that's strange yeah <laughs> um and he goes um he goes oh so let me give him a call what's your name i go samantha he goes and calls the the guy and he comes back and he goes hey i'm really sorry but uh richard the owner of monkey ride said some girl got on the bus as you and they left an hour ago <laughs> what? and i was like well damn what an entrance <laughs> to like a different country <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah i was like well that's terrible you either stay in san jose which is like pretty known for travelers just like disappearing yeah especially oh no, thank you <laughs> yeah especially like little young hippie girls with their backpacks and their hula hoop and my ukulele like everything was like my tent i had everything on the carry-on because i wasn't gonna pay you know just screaming just like i just mm-hmm. got here <laughs> yes yes a little blonde girl straight from thailand you know like i got like basically almost dreads now um i just look total total like total flow ball (laughs) um and he goes well that's crazy i happen to live 15 minutes away from the hostel that you're staying if you want i can give you a ride nice um so then long story super long story super short i ended up going back with them and he's like do you want to stay in my mansion or do you want me to take you back to the hostel and i was like i think i'll stay in the mansion yeah so then the next yeah (laughs) So so then the next morning i met his australian wife and his three girls um, and with the view of the ocean uh, in the in the mountain in the jungle. So you like did make it like pretty quickly. <laughs> like you made yeah. it in like a huge house within like what a day. Yeah, that's yeah. Within shit. a few hours of landing. In that's house. insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was so crazy because um, in coconut pineapple, I just like it, there was a lot of like prophesizing in my own life in that song for me. Like I was like really speaking about what was about to happen on this next two months of. The journey in Costa yeah. Rica. I was talking about um, the right side and left side in the brain. Anyway, this dude ended up owning owning a neuroscience company. Interesting. So what it's are the like, chances right? Of that? And so he hired me on, and so I ended up working for that company for a year and a half. Nice. And that was my means for making and dropping the album after I got back to America. Dang. Very cool. Yes. So that was my weird kind of start into like the studio music vibes, um, and definitely like at this point in my life too I had like a super super ego it was like where I felt that I really felt convicted of the fact that something much larger than myself was guiding me through life and that's because I gave up all control I gave up control of my finances I gave up control of my education and I really just was like well show me wherever you want to go just go all in on it yeah and I was all in and so um so yeah I kind of like really felt like i don't know i felt that everything i was doing was somehow leading me somewhere really great <laughs> no i mean it seems as like i don't know at least from what i'm hearing like set you up on a great path to come back and then i mean all the music that uh cup and i like listened to and whatnot were after that and yes the sam russ everything so everything that i've released on sam russ i wrote when i was in costa rica um a lot of that actually i'm finishing a song now that 
I wrote in my last month of being in Costa Rica. And it's just like, I talk about being a college dropout and it's just funny because I'm no longer a college dropout. Yeah. Like COVID hit, I lost my job. And I was like, well, shit, ain't nothing else to do. I'm gonna go back to college. And so I graduate in December. Very nice. So it's funny, like how, you know, I, I wrote about this, all this stuff and it's different. <laughs> it's changed now. And now I'm finally finishing the song. But I, always, but I mean, I always say about like my songs, just songs in general, like it's about like the moment. It's not about like yeah. where the, like where it ends up. It's just like at that moment, this is what I was thinking. This is where I was like, let it just speak and be that chapter. Right. That's the cool thing about music and like putting it out there is like, you always have it as a, a checkpoint or just a chapter to turn back to and be like, I produced it. it I made it. You and, back to yeah. It. <laughs> yep. And I, and I put it out there because I know a lot of artists that um, like don't do that because they're like, I, it's not perfect. It's not exactly what I want it to be. But you know, like perfection isn't art. Art is mistakes. Art is ugly sometimes, you know, art oh, is, yes. you know, art is like mashing a bunch of different things up on a wall and then kind of making and fitting what works. So as a musician, you, I have just seen a, just a really beautiful progression of my music and um I, I, my music back then in Nova Star, I'm almost a little bit embarrassed, you know, like to be like <laughs> Nova Star, like nah. please don't look it up, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I mean, like again at the time, you obviously like but again at the time, it's you, yeah. It's, and yeah, I loved what you said about like the perfection. Like we've yeah. been preaching that on the past couple. Yeah, of very well put. Like yeah. you just meant to rather put out something that's great and not perfect because you're gonna lose your freaking mind. Like if you just try to find that perfection in any of your like any songs in general and you're gonna lose the vibe and you're gonna lose the feeling that you once felt and you're different you're constantly changing i'm different from the person i was yesterday like yeah you know like my vibes yesterday were so different than today like today was like a rainy day and i was like really like imagining i was in the pacific northwest and like kind of like hiking up there but like yesterday was different i was sleepy i was you know very cloudy so it's just you have to just get it out there and put it out there and so like as a musician and it's again kind of like eek for me to say a musician because it's because there's people that are like so talented and yeah. I don't want to compare myself to them. But it's not a comparison. But though. it's not a comparison. It's a it's it starts with just literally as cheesy as it sounds, like just literally your first fan has to be yourself. Like yeah. it may seem selfish, like your music has to be for you first. And, yeah. Uh so yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's not a yeah, it's not a comparison, I don't think. Yeah. Like, 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 definitely don't put yourself in that situation compared to other people because you're your own artist and yourself. And like, right. if you're proud of it, that's all that, that should really matter. Yeah, and definitely it was a tough transition, like seeing how Kareem was just able to spend so much time in the studio because he was able to spend so much money and then like being 20 at the time and being like, like I'm not an athlete you know I don't come from like insane amounts of money like my family you know we do well but investing in art was never kind of encouraged yeah. um it was always like you should go to school you should become an engineer like you know you should do the right thing check the boxes. yeah check, check the box and I get it I'm here for it I'm obviously in school again I'm getting my degree I understand the purpose of it as an American education is a privilege I was dating a guy in Costa Rica at the time um, and my song Up to the Moon by Sam Russ is after he got deported. So we were, <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> we were, we were dating. Um, he was so he was from Nicaragua, but we were in Costa Rica and when you're in Costa Rica, Nicaraguans aren't really like, they are considered the poor people and so they get treated really bad so he got treated really bad and i obviously pitied that but he obviously you know played into it um and during covid i got quarantined in costa rica i was living there again so i was quarantined there for six months and i had my ukulele with me so i was you know but we were in this like very vicious i've had some really just like toxic relationships it makes for great songs <laughs> I, know. I know like the artist in me was like oh this is so good this is so bad like you know yes literally just like rampantly writing things like whether it was like happy or sad or sexual or intimate like whatever it was it, it did really it did make for good writing yeah 
Um, but he he had to drop out of school in third grade simply to go harvest beans so that his family could eat that night. That's complete, just different world. <laughs> just like you would have no idea the reality of that if you never went to another country and met somebody like mm-hmm. that. And the fact that he we were like a couple at the time, it made it so real for me. And then um, we were, I just felt really honestly just terrible for him. So we were trying to get married. Um, but he was two years past his visa in Costa Rica, and it was, it was like we shouldn't have done it. Anyway, we were driving to San Jose trying to get his birth certificate, and uh, there were people who like checked their passports. It was a checkpoint, and uh, he like was lying, and they're like, "Well, we know you're lying. You're from Nicaragua. We're going to deport you right now." So they took him out of my car. Out of the car. They took him out of the car. I was like pleading with them. I was in Spanish. Um, and it's like you know. I speak Spanish. I say I speak Spanish, but like when you're trying to make an argument and you're just feeling really emotional, it's really difficult. And so I was just like, please don't take him. Like, you can't do this. He has to come back with me. I don't know how to get back. Just all these things. Like we're in love. Like we're trying to get married. Right. I mean, that's like anything. Yeah. And they were like, no. And so I just had to leave. And I was just like heart shattered like screaming. i mean that's like beyond movies that's shit they pitched the movies and then they're like that's that no no yeah. that wouldn't happen yeah and that's crazy that happened and i was screaming i was like, like a i had never screamed like this before i swear to god it was like a when your soulmate dies because and that was the last time i saw him yeah, that was gonna and be I'm my so- next question is have you seen him since i mean so i had bought him a phone before all of that happened luckily literally like a day before um but again like i spent so much money on this kid too and (laughs) so much money on this kid um and so we we were chatting on the phone but it was like yeah i was like that's when you know god is stepping in and it's like yeah you guys aren't going to get married yeah the right thing is going to happen here you both are going to go back to your houses. And this was a week before I, my flight. So like, that's what was going to be my next question. How much longer were you there? So, so I had a after. week left. So then literally, as he got deported, I had a five hour back to Santa Teresa, which is where I was staying, which is part of the peninsula on uh, the country. Um, and just, you know, the roads are different than the roads here. It's like so third road, road you're uh-huh. on a, like, a, you know, like you're in the mountain. <laughs> next thing you know, you're by the ocean. Like just trying to get back. I was asking people like, where, you know, how do I get to Santa Teresa? And they're like, oh, keep going. Um, and I'm on, and I'm about 10 minutes away from my house and I get a call from the airline. She goes, is this Miss Samantha Russ? I go, yes. She goes, oh, I just wanted to call you to let you know that your flight has been canceled and moved back until like end of August. And it was, it was beginning, it was end of June at this time. What? <laughs> I've never heard oh, that. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> it was COVID. So it was really hard. Oh, so this was like 2020. Like, yeah. It was yeah. my first year of it. Yes. Yeah, so this okay. was 2020. I was quarantined there. They really didn't want you traveling. Like we weren't supposed to be renting a car. I actually even got pulled over on that trip. <laughs> on that trip, I was speeding. The guy's like, oh, how fast are you going? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. This is yeah. you go in kilometers here. 120 in kilometers? Just I don't know. Yeah, just like, I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, I think you know what it is. <laughs> but he didn't give me a ticket because it was also a rental car. And I was just like 20 at the time. I'm like, please. Yeah. And like, please don't do that to me. So yeah. And then I got the call and then I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I just lost my boyfriend. And now I have to stay here and with our memories. So in the song, I, I say, um, you know, I, I'm doing all the things that we used to do. And that means like when you're in a relationship and you guys like do things together and you, you go places and you go eat and, you know, you go walk in the park and then you're broken up and then you go do those same things together. It's like very, very Sorry. reminiscent. And I mean, you immediately go to those moments. Yeah, like you I, go to those moments that you had together. And it's, it's not that we ended on any bad note. We ended because literally like, that was destined to the not be, we were destined to not continue our relationship. And um, I gave him all I could. Uh, I was definitely a sugar mama for him. Like, yeah. I give him about, like, if we had to put a number on it, probably 10K. Sheesh. At the time I was 20, you know, it's like, ah, I didn't really need to do that. But it just goes to show, like, when you're in love, like, you don't, money doesn't matter. So, yeah, I guess I fell for him. But, um, we're here now. We were together five months, so it's kind of kind of a long time. Yeah. 
when it was, we were with together every single day because we were COVID and, and there was nothing else going on. And he didn't have a job, obviously. And I did. And I was working remotely at the time. Um, so it was like, my job was super chill. I was working for the doctor. And so did you successfully make it back in August on that flight? So, so then they canceled. So then they canceled it. And my mom was like, fuck that. She's like, I'm getting you home. So she paid, well, I don't know how much money for and the just flight. Got you back. Like, yeah. She, okay. she was like, we're not doing this. I'm having you home for your birthday. Cause my birthday is in July. And, nice. and so the flight was July 9th is when I came home. Cause him and I were together on July 4th and I was so sad on July 4th because July 4th is so much fun in America, yeah. especially in Cleveland and like everyone's out having cookouts and being in July in Cleveland is honestly sick. Like it's just summer in general. Like that's like general, why we live here, people. <laughs> like it's the three months that we get. <laughs> yeah. Edgewater's great. You have the sunsets, um, Lakewood steps. Like, yeah, it's just a beautiful time and everyone's happy outdoorsy. So I was really sad on like July 4th when I wasn't here in America. But um, so yeah, then my mom was like, nah, I'm getting you home. And so she, you know, she pulls some straight. She, she does some, her mom things, you know? Made some calls. Yes. <laughs> some- my daughter needs to come home right now. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> moms, shout out to moms. Yeah, shout out to all the moms. She's great. Yeah, she's my inspo for sure. Very- so uh, the song I'm actually writing right now is like, it has nothing to do with what my mom actually taught me, but it's like my mom taught me like life is you know like coffee like it's black or white and you know you can kind of mix it and add it how you like but why didn't you teach me that life is kind of like a bitch you know because <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah. that song that song is about the song that i'm working on right now is a, that i wrote in costa rica in 2020 is about uh the day i lost my job um with the neuroscience company i went down to the beach i was strung my ukulele underneath the little tree I was looking out at the waves. I was watching everybody else surfing. And I was like, damn, I have no means of living right now. <laughs> I'm oh. back to square one. <laughs> yeah, but you did it though. Um, so overall, so we're gonna continue on this journey. So how long were you actually in Costa Rica, like fully? Um, so when I went there for the first time, I was there for two months. Okay, and then you- And then, and you then I was quarantined there for six months. Okay. Um, but I, in 2018, I initially went there for my yoga teacher training. And so I was there for a month. Home away from home is what I'm picking up. Okay. So you went there, came back and then recorded the Nova star songs and then went back. Yeah. So I went there in 2018 after my first year of college in June, um, and to get yoga teacher certified up in Tamarindo, which is like the Northern part, Northern West coast. And then a year later, I came back to, no, a year later, so 2019, no, 2017 is when I went for, 2017 is when I went for the uh, yoga teacher training. Okay. And that's after Valparaiso and CSU? Correct. Okay. I'm just just trying to piece it all together. (laughs) Yeah. I graduated high school in 2016 after my first year. So which would have been 2017 is when I went to Costa Rica. And then, and, and then 2018, I dropped out and transferred. And then in 2019 is when I went to go be the volunteer for the Yoga Music Festival. And then 2020, I went back with the company I was working. We also were working the festival, collecting brain scans of people who were tripping and not tripping to test the effects of psychedelics on the brain waves. Wait, what? <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. What'd you do? You collected what? We, go- we collected, um, it's, it's called the EEG electroencephalogram of your brain waves. And like people like at festivals are like volunteers. Yeah. And they had to put this cap on and had to gel their. And, and would they tell you if they're tripping balls? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So we had to collect their brain scan first when they were sober and you know, had a homeostasis of the, you know. So they like knew before going in. Regular. Yeah. Yes. I thought they would just show up like tripping balls and be like, I'm tripping, put me in. <laughs> no, 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 no. They had to show up in the first. So the this festival in particular, it was usually four days in the past, but because this was the 10 year anniversary, it was seven days. So in the first two, three days, we had to have people show up as their like their their baseline. Um and then from there we were testing um like what you know, when they, and they would tell us, you know, I'm on Molly or I'm candy flipping. That's where I learned about candy flipping. Was. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, oh, it's all these drugs. And I was like, why? Like, <laughs> you're doing so much right now. 
Yeah. Um, and the people would come, a lot of people on mushrooms. Yeah. A lot of people on acid LSD. I mean, trippy hippie yoga festival. That's like, crazy. Yeah. I've never heard of a, anything like that. <laughs> it's so cool. Like I love this festival because you have the people who trip and do drugs and stuff, but then there's also like hella vegan food and there's no plastic. And so everything is like reusable. Nice. Um, and then there's also a yoga section. So there's like 12 hours of workshops that are happening daily by like world renowned teachers. Very so cool. you have the people that are there at 6am doing yoga, like the true yogis and that are there strictly to learn. Um, and practice with, you know, a hundred plus people in the, in the workshops. And it's just like, the, un- the energy is just simply unmatched. I mean, you're in the jungle surrounded by jun- monkeys with just a bunch of foreign people <laughs> and, you know, lots of Germans, <laughs> lots of Swedish people, um, just like people that love that type of vibe and are spending time and money yep. going to do it. So very cool. Yeah, that sounds like all right. So that's a crazy experience all around. <laughs> those years leading up, but then you come back to America. Well, so hang on. First off, so when do you like want to get into singing? You've mentioned how you like played the piano from nine to twelve. You play the ukulele, but so did you always want to be a singer, or was there a moment like that? I don't know. There where you started one of the right songs, or is it just all natural? Yeah. So I've always been a writer. Um, I have so many notebooks. I started writing like consistently probably when I was like I, well, I don't know my whole life and like strictly like songs or like poetry yeah, like poetry, anything mostly or... poetry I would write like little like children books when I was like six or seven like I would make like little books and like show them to my mom <laughs> you, know, like... you know and at that time you would know what six-year-olds won <laughs> yeah <laughs> you should have listened exactly <laughs> I made a, a big toe on a jet ski because we had jet skis when we were younger so it was always like <laughs> something and then um and so, yeah, and so then I really started, like, writing notebooks when I was, like, eight or nine, and I was really into reading, so I really loved reading, uh, I loved philosophy, um, and writing, and I just loved writing, and uh, the, just the leverage that you can have on language is so cool, and kind of seeing how words fit, and how, I, I love that um, speculation of language, and that's why I love learning other languages, because there is just nothing that opens your mind the same way learning a language does. There's nothing like <laughs> people who speak multi like mu- people who are multilingual. They're so much smarter than you. Like as far as like the ability to understand how a human being functions, they're just so with it, and they're so non non judgmental and just like ultra compassionate. Um, and then so, but then my mom she was always a singer when she was younger, and so she would always sing around. My brother and I and she would we would always dance and so we were always like around music my dad was more the like engineer brain kind of like math guy okay. like, you know like okay if you're going 60 miles an hour on the highway and it's <laughs> 1.2 miles away it's good to, you know he was the one who taught you the kilometers for Costa Rica <laughs> yes yeah 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 um but so and then I, yeah and then kind of so yeah and then my ex before I even went to the studio, he was like, he makes music here. He's another Cleveland artist. Maybe I have one of the podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we're cool now. Um, but but he was like making music and he's like, I want to like have my own like, you know, room and I produce my own tracks. And he really looked up to Russ, R-U-S-S, yeah. with the artist. Um, he's awesome. Yeah, how Russ like kind of like produced all his own shit and Definitely. just like killed it. And so... I saw him doing that and I was like, you know, if that's what you want to, and in my head, I was like, if that's what you want to do with your life, like, why don't you do that with your life? Because in my, in my head, it's always like, if you want to do something, why keep talking about it? Why don't you just go do it? You gotta take that first step, like someone. Well, like, why don't you just like fully commit? In my head, I'm like, if you really want to make it work, why don't you just have faith and why don't you trust it? Um, And just like, you know, the money will come type of thing. but I think like our fear our fear like wants to keep us confined and and that's fine and there's there's ways to work around it but I do really believe if you fully commit to something the money will come and you will be provided for however you are supposed to be provided for um but it's like also you know I understand the other path of like wanting to actually go chase money and then have it be a hobby until you can hopefully 
make it your full-time gig. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> and so is that, so there's five Sam Russ songs out on Spotify right now, right? Six, five? Five. Five. Oh, I'm glad you know. <laughs> I, I listened to them all today. I wanted them to be Honestly, fresh in my head. Nice. Can we walk through those? Because yeah. I honestly, I wrote things down when listening to them. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to hold back on this, like, waiting for this moment to dive into your music. But before we even like touch on it, like your voice is like unreal good. Oh, like so it gave us, we talked, we felt. We both said Adele. Adele, Adele <laughs> vibes. I get Adele a lot. Gat. And then what, and what was the other one you said? Nora Jones. Oh, Nora Jones kick ass. Nora Jones. Nice. I don't know who that is. It's, I don't even know. When was she from you? like the late 90s, 90s. early 2000s. But yeah, like R&B. I mean, similar to Adele, just not quite as popular. Yeah, no, I definitely have gotten the Adele before. Uh, she's got such a beautiful, like, masterpiece of a voice. But yeah, I, I can see that. It's like the pronunciations. There's one specific yeah. one that we'll touch on. But <laughs> all right, so you like, all right, so like 4 10, 20 is the date that you release We Are Waves. Okay. And you're in the pandemic, so you're in Costa Rica. Yeah. Who, so do you produce this yourself? Um, <laughs> let me see. Well, I, well, yeah. Or basically, like, so I'm saying, like, did you work with one person on all these? Um, so, so we are waves. So no, we are waves. I, I found the beat from. Um, oh, if I could just remember, Noden. It's on Noden. I, I, so at this time, I was also using the music process of what Kareem was doing, which is find a beat on YouTube, play over it, and then I would write to it, okay. and then I would record it. Um, so when I released that one, I released that on 410. I was in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. That's literally like, <laughs> like what's going down. Like if we didn't know if we were getting out ever uh, <laughs> and you're just dropping, we made waves with that synth just going like in and out at the beginning that literally, like I was like running in today and it was just like, what the fuck is this? Like that was kick-ass. So yeah. So Noden was, is so good. He, um, he has a famous, a pretty famous account on, on YouTube. Um, it's a whole group of them. It's oh, mixtape soul, mixtape soul, but there, it's uh, soul, South Korea. Oh, okay. So, um, so it's super kind of vibey, upbeat, uh, lots of synth. Yeah. Um, kind of boppy, and you can bop to it. And so I really liked that. Um, and so I wrote over it, and I had recorded it, and I think. I maybe just had it mastered by my guy, um, Brad, who is who lives here in Cleveland. He's actually, he's actually moving to LA come July. He's my mix master engineer. He's, that's, that, that's, that's big time though. That's good. Yeah, no, he's amazing. He's uh, been doing this for 15 years. I'm really excited for him. I'm nice. And, and what's his name? Brad? Brad Pouette. Brad Pouette. Do All you right. know Alina Baraz? I do not. Oh, well, Gala Matthias. No. I do not. I'm anyway, not hip. Did you know the song Fantasy? No, just not. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, you you probably know the song, but he helped out with this like really incredible uh, album that has a super vibey yoga, like just really chill. And um and so I had met him as Nova Star when I was attending all these like all these just weird things with a bunch of rappers, and I was like. <laughs> hell am i doing here but that was like that was the vibe i was in yeah you know? like that's just, that's where you and just ride the wave that i was riding the wave and so he was there um and we were at his studio and i met him and, and we just vibed and so we started working together very nice and so he mastered that and i must have been like yo hey can you finish master this i wanted to release stuff under my sa- I was at this point where I was like, I want to release stuff under sam russ i i'm not nova star i'm sam russ yeah <laughs> let it rip yeah you do a really good job in that as well with like adding like second voices and stuff. Like that's like so big in music, just harmonies and like the background stuff going on that could, like doesn't go or it goes like unnoticed. Like when you're just like casually listening and whatnot, but like when you like zone in, you're like that is providing like really big for the like the whole song and you do that really well. That's actually kind of been my niche moving yeah. forward. Each song has gotten, I've gotten significantly better at doing that yeah. because I would study people's and you know particularly Billie Eilish and Benny 
And I was like, these girls have so much other stuff going on in the song. It's like 60 voices you with some Billie Eilish songs. Yeah. Like, but yeah. most people, all they hear is the lead and they just like, let's sing the lead. And they have no idea that the whole reason that they love the song is because everything else is going on in the background. Yes. yes. Wow. I've been trying to find that out. So that's where moving forward with my songs and this next song I just created, Brad is so stoked for me because I really figured out I need to add really cool harmonies and, you know, lots of different like new undertone melodies and just getting really kind of quirky with it on the beat. And so that's where that's as a songwriter, I love the lyrics, but um, like as a, you know, as a singer, that's where I've gotten really oh, excited to, taking the liberty on that. Yeah. It's fun to be able to portray. Yeah. Just, I don't know the way you can structure lyrics, pronounce things a little bit different. Yeah. Like the one, the one that I did. So up to the moon, was like the one where I'm like okay like that first half before it like drops I'm yeah. like Adele 19 album like yeah. straight up like one line you go but it's too late to go back and change I don't really I can't think of how you pronounce it right now yeah like change like do a little accent on there and I'm like yeah 19 Adele <laughs> yeah yep yep yeah so that's another thing is that I I go into this accent <laughs> like, oh, there it is <laughs> That is kick ass. Holy shit. So literally the other night I was lost is a new club that opened up downtown Cleveland. And um, I was a little bit drunk. And so sometimes when I'm a little drunk, I get a little cocky. And so <laughs> I was lying to everybody in the club that I was an anesthesiologist from New Zealand. Holy shit. <laughs> and so yes. So that was that was my story that night. <laughs> Holy fuck. Dude, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I'm drunk, it gets even better. <laughs> that's incredible. I get even more convicted of the fact that I'm from New Zealand. <laughs> more, dude, that's good. I'm yeah. just I'm just thinking of like Russell Brand and like whatever movie he, any movie he's in at that point. <laughs> but very cool. Clap, any songs stand out to you? Uh Witchcraft. That that one was probably my favorite out of the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was what was your favorite about it? Um, so yeah. there was a line in there. I'm I don't know it like verbatim, but you talked about like healing yourself. I wrote I, that I just down. thought that was pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, I thought that was such a cool lyric. Yeah. And yeah, like Heidi Ho, I know how to heal myself. Heidi, or something. Heidi, like, Heidi. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly it. Literally what I wrote. <laughs> Yeah, so that was about my ex, um, at the, who was a music writer, because um, he like he was he was super Italian, and he also hated the fact that I wasn't Italian. And then so because he was I, trained by that by his family. Oh, I know. Oh, and he knew it, and he and he knew it, and he was like, I can't, like, I could never like actually continue and you know be married to you. That's you're not <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he, so he he like hated it but loved it but he hated the he would always say that like he despised the fact that i was like into yoga and like this metaphysical and like this like uh like very witchy and he's like i don't understand like why you're so into like witchy because at this time i was also really into astrology i was just super in it and yeah. you know like bless his heart like do you own rocks do you have rocks yeah i had a ton of crystals yeah, yeah my uh yeah i've just been seeing those popping up everywhere yeah i don't my have any crystals anymore my brother's girlfriend is yeah, and I really couldn't touch a rock. Last time she was in town, she's like, "You can look at it, but don't touch it." I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" You can get really into it. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It can become an, an addiction or an obsession or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, so that song was like, you know, like, like okay, so you know, you lied to me, and then I came into your room and I sauntered around like the little witch that I am, and like. Hey. And, and I was talking about like really kind of like possessing his thoughts. Um, and that's kind of where the witchy spooky vibe came from. And deliberately dropped in October. Yeah. Nice. Deliberately. Deliberately. Yeah, deliberately. That was intentional. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what on exact one day, but uh, yeah. Very cool. Well, so looking forward. So we've had D Ian, young DJ of Cleveland in the house. Um, <laughs> All right, so you guys are working on something, right? Yeah, we're working on a song. We're not sure what it's going to be called yet. Uh, I'll I'll say I've heard it. Yeah. And it is insane. Like, yeah. uh, so Ian gave me the backing track for it. 
I actually wrote some lyrics for it. And then he sent me yours, uh, like version of it and one out with those mastered. And I literally like didn't even send them mine because I was like, that is like so good. So like, I hope you guys get it out by like the summer. It's such like- a, It's such a summer Such vibe. a summer vibe. Yeah. Uh, such an Ian vibe, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, he killed it. He sent it to me like six months ago, like a long time ago. Um, and it took me a while to kind of get back into the, you, you have to be, you can't just create just to create. You have to kind of be in the space. So I finally, cause I'm in school right now and I work as a massage therapist and I teach yoga. I, you know, okay. My life is still pretty chill, but I'm busy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I finally went and had spring break and I went to Arizona and I had time to write to it. And he told me, you know, we, we talked about the vibe wanting to be like, you can imagine that you're in your car and you're just like, screaming these lyrics with the wind in your hair and a group of friends in the in the back and you're just like vibing and so um and you kind of wanted it to we kind of wanted it to be like about this like young lusty vibe like a love you know and so um so yeah i think um making choruses i think i slay i think i have a bit rough of a time with the verses um and tying it all together but the chorus is fucking miles and miles <laughs> no like the i played that for some people and yeah yeah and it's not even mix and master that's no yeah I, that's like, what i that's why that's why i was like wait hang on because i thought he went to your house and just like did it but he said like you guys went somewhere we went to brad's yeah. okay so it was uh, yeah so brad i record with brad because he does all the things for my voice right there like he know he he, I tell him my idea and he can do it. He just knows your voice. And does he play guitar on your things as well? Or are all those just things like samples? I don't know. There's one song that had like a jazzy guitar that was like kick ass. Uh, Brad is just my mixer. He, okay. He's not my um, producer. Adam South is my producer as of right now. Okay. He made, so I so I wrote Up to the Moon with me and my ukulele. Yeah. And I recorded it. And then I sent it to my producer, Adam, and he made an entire beat around it. Okay. Um, Witchcraft. Foolish Queen and We Are Waves is from the guy on YouTube from Noden. And, okay. then, and then Be Accepted is, I, that is just, I love that song because I made that beat entirely by myself. Yeah, that was like a low key, just trippy one. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's really kind of like ethereal, um, kind of trancey. Yeah. And I had Ableton on the time at my laptop, and that was me with my keyboard going in and I made a song and then that day I made that song I went went skydiving so I was kind of like in the <laughs> fucking skydiving cool. yeah. listening to the demo on the way down <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah awesome. the, guy work, the guy I work with now my producer we were kind of remote right now but he's down in Columbus he's younger uh, not younger. I think maybe 21. And I'm 23. So uh, I mean, that, yeah, he's pretty that's, young. That's young. But he is sick and nasty, and we just work really well together. So I'm really excited for more songs together and to see like he's, you know, the more you work with somebody, the better you figure out like what works. And he's learning my voice and kind of what goes, you know, what'll match well. Because no, that's big. You said you can do your, mix your voice in like minutes because he probably has just done oh, that's so Brad. many of yours. Brad oh, is the next one. I'm getting enough. Adam is my producer. Like, Adam, Brad, Adam, Brad. Okay. So, so Brad is just mixing and recording and mastering. Okay. And then Adam, Adam, Adam is like actually makes like the sounds. Very cool. Yeah, like a fuck ton of sounds. Can you tell the people we talked about this before, but like how you and Ian met and like how you're like here right now and how we like got connected because it's kind of a funny story. Yeah, yeah. So Ian and I, um, so I was living over here in Garden Square, and there I had just moved in. It was. A month after I moved in, heat of the summer, really beautiful day, really beautiful night. Um, and I was feeling spunky and there was a party going on in the house right behind my house. And I like was like, hey, what you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're having a party. Come on over, have a beer, have some food. So I hopped over the fence and they were playing cornhole and we were just playing cornhole. And I I was like, it was a celebration. I think she just became a lawyer or something. It was like something pretty big. It was actually, okay. So if that's what it's for, because I was out of town and my roommate connor who you met downstairs it was him graduating law school and they had a party for him okay. and so that's what it was okay yeah and i was like i don't really feel like that i can be here today <laughs> i don't know um like i thought it was just like a regular party not like a celebration or whatever um that's cool. and then anyway like i was just like chatting with the people at the cornhole and one of those people was ian and he's like oh something something i make music i play it around the clock i dj and i was like oh cool like i make music too um, and then we exchanged numbers and, uh, and then I 
he listened to my music and I was like, I'd love to hear some of your stuff. He's like, I'll totally hit you up. He's like, I do a bunch of other things like real estate and his like day job. Um, so he's like super busy, but I was like, I respect the fact that anybody, if you're taking the time to make music in your free time, like you obviously, you know, care. It's, it's something cool that you like to do and you feel good about it. So, and then six months after that, he's like, Hey, yo, I got a song here, sent it to me. And then a few months later I wrote to it. And then here we are in the process of finally kind of getting it ready to release. People are ready. The stallions are ready. We're ready. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm ready for that song to come out. It's just like such a summery. It's just like it's totally got this like you know like a don't let me don't let me don't let me. Hey, I was thinking don't like that. Just yeah. I mean, chain smokery, just like yeah. screaming out your window like you describe. Yeah. And it's gonna be big. I mean, this is Ian's first original one ready to be put out. So yeah, it's gonna I'm be awesome for you to be on it and just all together. People are ready. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Well, shit. Um, so do you have any plans to like, I don't know, like do you have any interest in playing out? Like, like live? Yeah, like, I don't know, doing live. Do you do karaoke? We got Tina's nightclub over here. I, I'm i there Friday sometimes, <laughs> just ripping the gambler, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's, it's funny. I don't really feel like I'm that talented of a singer. Um, I think- Think again. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta hype yourself up in the mirror yeah i know um so i i i guess i don't know i've had a tough time like i don't know going out and like just like performing an original i went one time at grog shop and performed and it was really good and it was fun and i loved it i love being the center of attention yeah (laughs) when i was younger i really wanted to be an actress and you know <laughs> i still would be an actress i'm um, you're talking to the same person <laughs> the guy form right now <laughs> yeah. that's me yeah <laughs> club um, notes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know life happens and so you kind of take this other path and uh i'm just really open and um if you're 23 years old <laughs> like yeah. don't even think that like you're past any point of being able to do anything no i know I'm, I'm open and so and if a live event with you know and one of my friends he's a like a like a cleveland rapper here it's i'm i'm really in the scene like i know a lot you know cassidy king yeah yeah um yeah. probably get her on your show get you i would love it well, yeah, get everyone over we're we're trying and not even just like artists but like we're trying to get like everyone like security people people who like run sound like people who produce it for you bread all these guys yeah. add i'm like yeah yeah we love it <laughs> um and and young cat is another one and he he invited me to you know go do some live things i guess my ego is like if it's not fucking sick, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, you know, like if it's not like a festival where I know, like I'm going to have a turnout of a ton of followers. I don't think I want to go do it, which is not very humbling. Like I should be like, oh, I just want to go and perform for yeah. anybody that shows up. But like, truth be told, I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I make music because I just love the act of creation. If my music blows up, then it blows up. If it doesn't blow up, then yeah, I have this, for yourself. Then I have this memento to look back and be like, hey kids, this isn't this is stuff I made. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I want you to always make stuff and, and finish. And I think uh, that was a big thing for me too with, with releasing that novation and releasing these other songs under Sam Russ is I have I and I still right now, currently have all these songs that I've written and I've recorded and they're not finished. And I think when I returned back to school, I was like, you know what I need to do? Finish what I started. And so that was the point for me with school. Finish what you start. And you sit on those and feel like you can't go far. Or if you do go past them, then then you're like, shit, that was actually a pretty good idea. It was actually pretty cool. And I would have liked to see it finished and and released. And and with college too, it's like, okay, I didn't even want to go to college. I don't really even support the system of college. But I'm at this point where it's like, I need to just do it as a principle. Like I need to finish because I started it. If I never started it, I then I never began. Yeah. But the fact that I got halfway through it and was like, oh nah, like I was like, you know what? That was just like kind of a big turning point and a big lesson for me in my life is to suck it up and finish it because you started it. And that's with anything in life is you should just fucking finish it. It's not even about 
again, making it perfect and like making it like this, this like beautiful, exactly what you want it to be, because that's not what life is. Things aren't going to be exactly how you want them to be. You're not going to go down to the beach every day and be like, I hope the sunset is beautiful and clear and, and has the perfect amounts of clouds because you're going to go down the sunset and sometimes it's going to be fucking cloudy and you're not going to see the sun. <laughs> or sometimes there's going to be no clouds and the sun just like dips below the horizon, you know? So you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to know what you're going to get. You know, you just have to like show up and finish. And then the day is over and then you can do it all again tomorrow something new move on like keep moving forward yeah i know my devil and i think the worst thing at least for myself personally is just like procrastination and it's like the absolute worst thing in the world when you just get in like a small like oh like i have to do this thing for a day so I'm, the whole day is blocked off and, mm -hmm. yeah no we talk about that i'm pretty sure we literally talk about this every single time honestly yeah. just yeah. the essence of it but uh but awesome well I encourage you to try to play out. It's it's a whole different experience and it only makes you better. Um, yeah. I would maybe we'll play an open mic night sometime. I can fiddle on the acoustic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'd be down. Nonetheless. Do you know All Saints? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the owner is like, you should totally come play your ukulele. I'm always down to like have a little little. Garden. They do it upstairs and it's amazing up there with yeah. like the fireplace and chandelier. I saw a band Apostles Jones there one time. Uh, my buddy uh, Mikey things with them oh cool um but yeah no like i so i've been like holding off i'm just waiting to because i play in some bands like around the area and whatnot but i've never played by myself and that is like something i really just like want to do to like say i've done and like and also just like at all saints like be background music rather than be like the center of attention and uh, yeah. doing that i'd rather be the background yeah it's like that just a little girl ukulele in the corner just singing exactly and like people love it and it's just a different experience and again the it's astronomical how much better and more confident like getting playing out does um so yeah i'm about to send that email very soon here yeah. uh, to just try to get into the scene but, yeah that's yeah. cute i like that inspiration i'd love to do it outside at like outdoor places like, yeah yeah no and there's a lot of cool like man cleveland scene and like that's a big reason why we just wanted to do this with like northeast ohio scene I, i've seen all these good bands like living at happy dog when I did play out like bands that opened up and I'm just like, yo, like these guys are really good. Who and like, like Oregon Space Trail of Doom is one that I think, I don't know if you ever heard of them. Mm -hmm. They're like, uh, they, so they do Oregon Space Trail of Doom and then the Oregon Space Trail of Jazz and where they like play at the Winchester and like their front room. And like, I just think they're an astronaut. Like, I just think they're such a good band for like being local. And they're now starting to like tour, like, smaller venues and whatnot but i don't know i just see a bunch of like stuff like I mean, yourself like we were blown away at your voice like cool. honestly like yeah. you have a little scat to you <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i guess on the last beat i was like i'm hearing like i was like brad i'm hearing like a he's like, he's like he's like are you hearing a scat i was like i absolutely am not about to scat on you. yes we love scats we're the biggest fans of scats <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we were at like a band called goose came to cleveland and they're like a jam band and we were just like absolute freaks we were in the goofiest hats he's wearing like a top band and we're just like sitting there like scanning these people are like what the fuck <laughs> i love that oh man <laughs> Clap, man. You got anything from Miss Sam Russ? Yeah, yeah. So you got five singles out on Spotify. Got a couple more songs that are close to being released. Any plans to like have like a full album out? Uh no. I think what I'm gonna work on right now is just an EP. One of my guys okay. owns the oh, live mixtapes. It's a distributing label. Um, I think it's a Cleveland local thing, but I think it's like, like the nation uses it anyway. He's like, you know what? He's like, you need to release a whole EP. He's like, I won't have you releasing one single at a time. Cause that's how I like to release it is like mm -hmm. work on one, really make it as good as I can and then release it and then work on another one, make it really as good as I can and then release it. But he's like, no, you need a project so I can push it. Um, so I, I think I just need to finish you know maybe like five songs like i know that's a small ep but it's a lot of still work. yeah that's yeah. cool yeah so that should be coming up soon i'm really hoping to have it done before brad leaves to la in july and then i started a sales internship this june um so i won't really be i'll be in 18 credit hours and a 40-hour work week so i don't think i'll really have a lot of time to like be making music 
um, cause I'll be busy with like real life things. Um, so kind of just getting prepared for that. I'm off all of May. So I'm going to go, yeah. So I'm going to go train with a Yogi in New York city for a week and then kind of like, you know, get myself in that mindset to, to do some music. But the thing is like music is never just music. It's also social media. It's also, you know, content. And it's like, I just had someone tell me like even for this podcast you're like you gotta download TikTok and I'm like but I don't want to but (laughs) people are telling us we have to clip they want to see quick videos of our faces all right stallions TikTok fire it up (laughs) but it's like almost like you need another person recording you and like doing all that stuff because it's like it gets so taxing when you become the person doing all of it and I did that and I did that for Nova and I was like I just feel like such a loser constantly just like posting about how cool i am and like i don't know no but like that's what people like i mean i I talk about this all the time with my friends how like you haven't seen someone for 10 years yet you follow them on instagram and you just like know what they're doing strictly because you follow them on like whatever you follow them on yeah and but it's good like if that's what i mean like I don't know. That's what I've been saying. Like, how, how do I want to be identified as? Like, oh, like right. all I give a shit about is making music. Like, might as well just only post that. Yeah. Um, and I think we've gotten over the selfie. At first, like, I would uh, be a little bit scared in public. You know, I wouldn't want to take a selfie at a game. I'd look like a loser. But I think it's a thing now where we can all walk around and just like take videos, and it's become normalized. Our yeah. our our parents are doing it, so it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. That's super true too. Yeah. So. But yeah, and then it's also, but you don't just take a video. It's like, then you got to go and edit it. (laughs) Then you got to like making reels. And so on my Instagram, I'm really big into yoga, obviously then. And I really want my music to reflect that because um, if anything has gotten me through these past 10 years and stuck, stuck with me and, you know, not gotten lost in the ADD that is my life, um, it has been yoga. And so you know it's like okay i was working on you know people are like you should make yoga stuff like you should be yeah. you should be famous for yoga on instagram and like you can get like free yoga stuff and yeah and i was like yoga okay we're making reels about yoga and then it's like almost when you like begin to like make content about it like comes a little bit inauthentic like i love it like it's cool to have reels and i i, I think for the people that are making a living on uh, their content that's super great like that's super awesome yeah, that is tough. that's wicked but for me as a person like loving to connect in like real real life it's tough but as a musician someone that needs to market themselves and become a salesperson of their identity it's also you know a double-edged sword and you got to be able to be like fuck it i'm just letting people know and this is me and here i am and this is what i have and this is what i'm doing and it's just yeah. like accepted that's good it. and then like one person sees it they get them talking and like i don't know it's it's definitely a tough cycle because like yeah like i said the authentic part of it there's something about just being on video when you know you're on video yeah like i don't know it's, it's tough it's, too because it's like such a numbers game like yeah. if i had you know a million a million views on or a million plays on my song i probably would be able to send my stuff to a manager on instagram and be like hey i'd love you to hear this song and before they even listen to it and they see that number they'd be like oh she's good um and it just changes people's views on the music before they even go and listen it's just ratio they just look at the ratio and they're like yeah. uh, so people go to my you know spotify and they're like oh last you know 12 monthly listeners it's like I even do it to myself. I'm like, ah, this isn't going to be good. And then I play it. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember myself. (laughs) But it is like, you know, it is a numbers game and I get that. And especially like it's an industry and it's a business. So from a business standpoint, as a manager, I'm not going to invest in somebody who is not willing to put in the time Mm -hmm. to get those numbers up. I'm going to, I'm going to invest in somebody who maybe their music isn't as good, or maybe it's still really good, but they're grinding and they're fully committed and they're living at their parents' house and they're working as a Starbucks and, you know, like they're investing all their money, you know, like, or they're super rich. Uh, Another one, another Cleveland artist, Sienna Bella, she's doing awesome. She's pretty famous. um, I'd say, you know her? Yeah, I know her. I actually did an internship at 
local radio or a TV station. So I know her mom as well. Exactly. So she has hella connections. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Hella connections, hella money. You're going to make it in the, in the music. Half you know, the, more than half, I would say is probably connections. Like, a, oh, like, yeah. like honestly, but yeah. Hey, you came on here, you talked about artists. Now we're going to say Sam Russ did this and it's all about connections in here. And that's what we're <laughs> trying to be on the stallions, baby. <laughs> I love it. Um, but awesome. Yeah. Speaking of social media, can I, um, can the, the people keep, keep up with you anywhere? Yeah. Instagram. What's good, Sam? That's my Instagram. I don't have TikTok. Um, I don't have Twitter. I pretty uh, much just Instagram. That's all right. Instagram is honestly really <laughs> Can we just streamline old, it into all of this one? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so Instagram. All right, though. Well, we'll be posting about it. But uh, it's been a pleasure. This has been yeah. a fun conversation. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for the time. Yeah, that was yeah, get some great stories. And, right. and, and so here's what I've been telling people that are coming on early is we'll definitely have you back later this year and we will be excited to kind of hear what's changed in Sam Russ's world and uh, everything moving forward. Nice. Um, But besides that, I think we are good to go. Uh, I'll tell you, if you haven't listened to us, (laughs) we're a bunch of stallions, so we may at the end of our podcast. Um, But we'll do a little sign out uh, first. My name is Bruce. I'm Sam Rose. I'm Clap. And this has been another episode of Vinyl Stallions. Stallions. <laughs> <laughs>